The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, brother from another mother, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What is up, sir? (laughs) I got you all excited. What was it? Wait a minute, what? Two days ago. What'd you do to me? I got you all excited, but you you couldn't save proof. What do you mean you got me all excited? I accidentally texted you something. Oh, yeah. Hang on a second. I'm going to have to pull this up because this was amazing. What did I forget even what you sent me? It was like, was it a kissy face emoji? It was. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) So it was a kissy face emoji. And I was like, hold on a second. Like, oh my God. This, this is my moment. This is, this is the moment that Koopsik finally, finally just confesses his undying love for me, you know, and uh, immediately following the little kissy face or whatever, because <laughs> I, I text you, I was like, was that a kissy face? And he's like, damn it, I meant to send that to my wife. <laughs> no, the uh, likely story, pal, a likely story. You know what? I No, I don't. Tell me, please. My wife actually had a dream where... You ran into my arms. Oh. And. Does she listen to the show? No, she doesn't. <laughs> Neither does mine. <laughs> she couldn't bring herself to sit there and listen to me talk for so, an hour. You know what it is? She So she doesn't listen to the show. She All she knows is what she has seen in person, right? Which is an undeniable sexual tension. A machismo, <laughs> if you will, between the two of us. And that's all she's got to go on. But it's so strong and so powerful. And those of you out there, you you meet mates out there, you know. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Because it is undeniable when Koopsik and I are together. My God. Cut it like a knife. It's like butter. Mm. It's It's got to make you feel good, though, that my wife is having dreams about us. <laughs> <laughs> Just amazing. So amazing. Oh, God. So if you like hilarious. stuff like that, go check out our network, <laughs> podbelly.com. Lots of man-on-man love. <laughs> Holy crap. I love it. That was the best segue ever. Oh, my God. I'm so God blessed proud of you. Those broadcasting classes are really paying off. <laughs> I didn't take broadcasting class. <laughs> I know. I know. I did. It was a I was uh giving a nod to Major League Two. I've been watching a lot of baseball movies because there's no baseball, you know? So I've been watching I, a lot I of baseball movies. I have not seen Major League Two. <laughs> have until... you seen have you seen the original? Yeah, of course. Oh, I yeah. hadn't seen the 
the second one until I saw part of it recently. I oh, and I didn't recognize it. Like I didn't remember, so I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Oh my god, it's so amazing. It was just one of those things. He just, <laughs> I think <laughs> it, he was just uh, he was saying something. I don't. The announcer Bob Euchre, you know, was saying something. And uh, this guy that's supposed to be like, you know, kind of the co-host or whatever of the broadcast is sitting there. And he goes, yeah, I heard that. And he goes, dynamite drop in, Monty. Those broadcasting classes are really paying off. Because <laughs> that's like pretty much all he says like the whole time. <laughs> have you watched Brockmire? I have not. I have you need not. To check that out is it pretty if you good? Have access to it. Pretty good? I, I think the first season or two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Anka's areas. And um, it's like he even says it's the role he's been wanting to do for a long time. Oh, my God. Time. And that guy is a genius. I love him. Everything he touches, you know, from The Simpsons. I mean, he even did a small little stint on Friends. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. When he was in Birdcage, oh, my God, man, I laughed so hard. I love that guy. Love but that it's, guy. It's baseball and Hank Azaria oh, and God. announcers oh, God. and Amanda Pete. Okay, we got to, yeah, I got to see this. <laughs> got to see this. Oh, my God. So what's new with you, my friend? Oh, working more. Yes. I love it. What the I don't. fuck was that? What was what? I got to stop doing these broadcasts from here, okay? We got to <laughs> stop. I have got to stop recording from Malvern Manor. Nobody made you except for yourself. I know. Coop's like, I really need you here. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking God, what was that? Hello? There's nobody there. Jesus. So we've been uh we've been talking corona a lot lately. Yeah, and I'm we've even been getting it. kind of political. You know, I've kind of come to realize that people aren't not not, this it. is generalization. I know that there's several people that are into all the conspiracies and stuff about it, but yeah, they're everywhere. Um, there's a sense that maybe not as many people feel as we do about it, which is fine. Yeah, fuck it then. Yeah, I just figured maybe we we do a paranormal show because because we're the we ectoplasm done show. one in a while because <laughs> we're the ectoplasm show, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that idea, bro. Um. So hell yes. Um, now, you you brought up an interesting idea the other day when we were chatting. I, I believe this was just after the kissy face, or maybe it was just before the kissy face. But you said, "Hey, we should discuss Native American tales of the paranormal," and I yes. think it's sexy. I love it. I specifically looked up a bunch of monsters and creatures. I looked up nothing. No? No, I I just, I haven't. I haven't, literally have not had time. But yeah. So I'm I'm anxious to talk about this stuff. I, um, so yeah, I, I looked up several different things. Okay. And I found one that I had never heard of before. That I, I, I Okay, now that's kinda, saying kinda something. Interesting. For you to not have heard a story like, come on, that's saying something. Well, I mean, I mean, so Native American stuff is pretty deep. Um, there, there's so much folklore, yeah, and different types of creatures that you know. I, I came across several 
today that I, I hadn't come across before. Sure. Which actually isn't that surprising to me it because kind of there's so me. much. It surprises me. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, I've heard of, I'm I'm not going to – I didn't, like, go for the well-known stuff like the Wendigo and, right, and right. stuff like that because – not that I don't find it interesting. No. I wanted to do a bunch of different ones. And I think even the Wendigo probably is worth a full episode even. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Same also the majority. Parker. Yeah. And the majority of us are already somewhat familiar with those topics. Now, this first one is considered a type of skinwalker. Um, okay. I, they wouldn't rank it in the same classification as far as I could tell. Yeah. But it's called the Deer Woman or the Deer Lady. Oh God! And it's a dangerous spirit being, similar to a fairy in the legends of Native American tribes in the U.S., and is especially popular in and around Oklahoma, which isn't too far from here. No. Um, the appearance of the Deer Woman usually appears as a beautiful and seductive woman. Or a combination creature with the upper portion of a woman and the lower portion of a doe. Oh wow! Does that turn you on? I mean, I'm I'm a little aroused, but yeah, like keep going. So it's like a centaur, but yeah. the deer. That's amazing. Hey, uh, just the by the way, be... just by the way, I I did look it up on my phone. Yeah. And the kissy face happened first, uh. and then. And then I, I sent, but then you. no, then you tried to change the freaking subject, and you said, "Hey, by the way, this week we should talk about this." And I was like, "Oh yeah, what a great idea!" And that was the last I heard from you. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I was actually out hiking in the woods when I sent that. Oh, that's hot. Were you sweaty? I very, was very sweaty. Very actually, sweaty. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Uh, okay, anyways, the deer woman is a dangerous spirit who entices men closer to her with her otherworldly beauty, only to transform into a doe at the last moment and stomp her victim and would-be lover to death with her hooves. What? In some nice? versions of the legend, the deer woman acts like a succubus or a vampire that feeds off the victim's life force. Holy shit. With her victim slowly wasting away and dying with time. Ugh. So I wonder how long of time that Ugh, is. It's probably hours. Like, that's what I'm picturing right now. I'm, like, I'm picturing, like, years. Ugh. Years? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I hope you're wrong. Uh, such tales are very similar to legends of fairies. It is believed... That if a mortal would have sexual intercourse with an otherworldly being, then no human mate will ever satisfy them again. I guarantee that. <laughs> I guarantee it. You'd be like, so what would be what would a deer centaur hmm. be named? Like what would the name would it be Venice Centaur? <laughs> I don't even know. Hot Venice Centaur sex? <laughs> it might be. It might be. Sounds good to me. It's, <laughs> you sign me up, buddy. Sign me up. Wow. 
Uh, as far as her origins go, in one Oklahoma tale, the dear woman is the ghost of a woman who was raped and left for dead. Jesus. Upon her death, she was transformed into a vengeful spirit seeking retribution on human or human men and women. Yikes. Dear women love to dance and are extremely curious of human society, often infiltrating Native American ceremonies. However, what? the presence of a dear woman is not generally viewed as being a good sign. In fact, her presence is viewed as a bad omen. <laughs> yeah. And the men of the tribe will drive her off if she is recognized for what she truly is. So I did piece this together from several locations. That's why some of the, the stuff goes over okay. uh, points again. Yeah, yeah. Um, the dear, dear women are shapeshifters and possess supernatural beauty and strength. That's under their powers category. Ooh. Defense against dear women. Oh, let's do this. Okay. Dear women can be repelled via tobacco smoke. So oh, you're good see, on the smoke in see, there. So yeah, nobody's coming near me. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and prayers. However, the best means of not becoming a victim is to always check the feet of strange women who may in, who one may encounter. Be like, hey, hey baby. You're yeah. you're sitting in a bar. You're like, hey. Um just wondering if you wanted to maybe go back to my place. And she then agrees, and you're like, okay, wait, just one second. I need to see your feet. And then she thinks, like, you're into that. You know what I mean? Like, she thinks yeah. that you're, like, into feet. Um, so gross. It could be a little gross. I don't know. No, it is gross. It, it, feet are gross to you? Yeah. Not a fan? No. Hmm. Noted. Okay. <laughs> Dear women have the hooves of a doe and will attempt to hide them from their victims. Oh, shit. If her would-be victim can expose her hoofed feet, yeah. then the gig is up and the dear woman will quickly flee. Oh, should this run? Seeing the dear woman's hoofed feet will also break the enchantment she places on her victims. Oh. Other than checking for hoofed feet, another method of protecting oneself is to quickly glance away and not look at a person you what? may suspect to be a dear woman. Oh, if you don't look at her, she can't bewitch you. So it's the no make don't make eye contact. I rarely make eye contact anyway. Just period. <laughs> Just Oh my god. Uh 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 no conversation. So the next part is an interview someone had done. So I clipped out some parts of it. Um, they actually, did they interview somebody that's like. They did. Oh they interviewed God. somebody that had not, I don't think he had an encounter himself, but he, it was, you know, in his heritage. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, they don't give his name. Um, this right. is part of Lakota. Okay. When I was a kid, I was told this legend, and I've heard it many times. The Lakota believe this, and the other Plains tribes do, too, as far as I know. There is a creature called the Deer Woman, and she shapeshifts into a woman, a human woman, and she goes to powwows. And she'll be at the powwow all night as a beautiful woman, and the last dance is the rabbit dance, and it's the dance where the lady picks the man. Ooh. And she'll pick whatever young man she wants, and he'll dance with her. And she gets him to take him home, and then when she's home or going home, 
with him, she turns back into a deer. Shit. And it scares him. And, you know, bad things can happen. And they say that part of the lore is when you're dancing with a girl that you don't know or even a girl you do know, always check her feet. For because God's deer sake. women, when she shapeshifts, her feet are still a deer's feet. So under uh, the bottom of her dress, because her dress is long, if you yeah. look, you won't see human feet. You'll see deer feet. I. What would you do? <laughs> like this chick is all over you all night long. I'd be like internet sensation. Here we come. Yes, <laughs> and here we go. Here's my million dollar ticket. <laughs> oh my god. Koopsik is like. I'm gonna donk me a deer woman. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. Uh, it's the exploitation of the deer women. I see. I see. Just of their feet. Right, right, right. Yeah, I like that. Um, so the interviewer says, "Cloved hoods, hooves." It says, "Yeah, cloven hooves." And there was a guy that said that he'd gone to a powwow, and there was a girl he met there, and he was supposed to take her home, and he decided at the last minute he wasn't going to. And he ditched her and left. And then when he was driving home from the powwow, this is a true story. When he was driving home from the powwow, a deer went in front of his car and caused him to wreck and total his Holy car. Holy shit. Now, is that a coincidence or? I don't know. He does expand on it later at the end of the interview. I'm not reading the whole interview. I'm just taking out parts of it. But yeah, I'll get sure, sure. to some more information on that. Um, <sighs> so the interviewer asks him, where were you told this? Uh, oh, I wasn't told this since I was a little kid. My dad told me this. My grandma's told me this. I was in South Dakota, but I've heard it in California, too, from people. But South Dakota's where you hear it. And she follows man. the powwow circuit. The powwow circuit. That sounds fun. Dude, have you ever been to a powwow? I have. I, I It was a great time. Like, Glidden and I went when we were shooting uh, for Into the Light, too. And oh my god, like I, I was blown away, man. It was a great time. It was one hundred and fifty-seven degrees, I think, that day. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It was, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a great time. I did not meet any women, though. You know, I was there working. No? I was working. You didn't? Da- did you dance? I didn't dance. I was working. No. I filmed did you didn't get the dance. To dance? No, I filmed the dance. No, I was filming all the dancing. Yeah. Glidden and I were working, goddammit. Uh-huh. Come on now. Um, so the interviewer asked, so did the deer woman have a name, or is the name just oh, deer yeah. woman? yeah. No, I want to uh, hear What that. was the native name for it? He says, I don't remember, Damn but it. the name translates to deer woman. Ah, come on. Um, then he, the interviewer asks, so is it a Lakota Sioux story? Hmm. And... He says, I don't know where, but all the Plains tribes believe in it, as far as I know. They may call it something else, but the Lakota call her Deer Woman because that's what she turns into. She's not a nice person. Now, let's be honest about this for a second. If all of these Plains tribes believe in this Deer Woman, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's got to be something there, right? Like, why would they all... Why would they all be addressing this one phenomenon that all seems to match up? I mean, what's going on with that? Well, I mean, there's several stories in Native American culture as well as everywhere else around the world that all mirror each other mirror each other when you really look at them. Right. So I, what's the basis in fact here? 
I mean, there is a thing to say about the proximity. It's not like they yeah. were all warring tribes. They definitely oh, traded no, 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 amongst no. each other and worked with each other. So, of course, there may be crossover in stories. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they're all in the same region that they may all be encountering the same thing. I mean, Oklahoma to South Dakota is pretty far, but it's all still in the Plains region. Right, right. Damn, man. California is out of it a little bit, but... Yeah. I mean, if it's a worldwide or even just a countrywide thing, I don't see that as impossible. It's just crazy. Okay, so later... The person. This is the the interviewer writing. Later, the person gave me some details, additional details about the boy who wrecked his car after the powwow. Oh yeah. The guy's name was. They left it blank, and he was driving in his truck back from the powwow. The accident happened around 1979 or 1980 when he was 16. He actually had a girlfriend at the time, and that's why he initially decided against bringing the girl home with him. Yeah. Do you think that story? that would ever come out that he was dancing with her all night if he hadn't crashed his truck <laughs> a, she that was is. a deer woman i swear to god she I swear to god. she's a fucking deer woman <laughs> <laughs> baby i swear baby i swear she was a deer woman <laughs> shit uh, oh my god is a really honest type of person so if he had just totaled his truck after the powwow because he was drunk or something he'd tell everyone that but that was the to- story he told i think the dear woman could sense he was having adulterous thoughts yeah and that's why she went after blank but there's deer everywhere i mean i've come close to hitting a deer i've never actually hit a deer Oh, knock on um, wood, buddy. I've come close a couple times. You better knock on some wood. You, you Have you ever hit a deer? No. I've come damn close before. <laughs> but no, I never have. Knock on wood. There. So I have one more thing for the deer woman. It is a telling of a legend of the deer woman. Okay. And there's some things in here I have some questions about which I couldn't find any answers to. But let me read it and then we'll we'll talk about it. It's kind of rehashing some of the same stuff, but it's in it's in their phrasing, so to speak. Yeah. Uh it's a Hatichi Indian legend about a woman who married two dear women. What? Sorry, a man who married two yeah. dear women. Okay. Marries two of them. Yeah, but they don't actually talk. They they do. But let me just let me read it. It's not very long. <laughs> okay, okay. A man wanted two young women. Those women went to the dances, but always disappeared immediately afterwards, and he could not find where they went. Hussies. After things had gone on in this way for some time, at one of the dances, the man fasted or fastened a string to the dresses of the young women. He held the string in his hand. He followed them about. And when they started off, he still followed holding the string. The woman discovered that he was following them. When they said to him, what do you want? He answered, I want to go with you. And they said, all right, and set forward. Near our home, there is a big hole. We are going to jump into it, and you jump with us. Oh, sounds like a hell of an idea. All right. Uh, Yeah. When they got to the place, it was as he had been told, and they jumped down into the hole 
and the man still with them. Then they went on again. Before they had gone far, they came to a large cavern where there were many deer. Oh. That is where the deer come from. When the three got there, the old bucks said to him, so that means there's also male deer people. What are you doing here? Yeah. When they asked him that, he said, I came because I want to marry these women. Oh, my. Well, wait, and it will soon be time to go out. When the time comes, they will go out and you can have the women. So the man waited. While he was sitting there, the time to go out came, and when he went out, he went with them. He went out and walked around covered with deer skin, and he chased the female deer. While he was there, the old buck said, You must travel about very carefully. Red feet travel about. They must be watched very closely. Soup eaters are also about, but they are not dangerous. It was just as they had been told, and presently he was killed. Then he went back, and they dressed him up in another deerskin. The fourth time one is killed, it is the last, and the man then disappeared for good. This is how it has been told. Shit. So I have some questions about that. They don't really get to the point (laughs) of him marrying them. Is it just a metaphor for him, for the one... He was just... There's usually, like, one... buck to several doe yeah um but i tried to figure out what the hell the soup eaters were i I looked it up i couldn't find anything in reference to native american and the soup eaters i have no idea like the soup eaters are also about but they are not dangerous right so who the fuck are they yeah weird so that's kind of weird woman huh that's fascinating. It's fascinating. What would you do? You're out in the woods. You come across a a, a, a deer woman. Like, what do you what do you do, bud? It depends on what she looks like. Then she's and hot, Mary, and I mean, she, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If she has she's um, gorgeous. If she has the powers of nature, she. I wouldn't have any choice, right? I mean, you might not. And then you'd have to come back and be like, she was a deer woman, babe. Like, what did you... <laughs> there was another story that I found from a Facebook note post what? that somebody had posted in 2015, <laughs> but it wouldn't let me copy it and paste it oh. into my notes. And the text was really small, so I could read it, but it would be tedious. Yeah. Um, and it was very long. But in that one, it talked about how the woman, the deer woman actually had the hut out in the woods like a witch and yeah. would attract hunters in, into that hut and then take advantage of them wow so, so I, I mean I, I, clearly it would be like anything else um huh. my guess is that they're you're probably actually doing something else if you think you're having sex with yeah. the deer woman yeah that's what i'm thinking um like you're not dunking no and you probably won't make it back to your yeah. village or whatever. <laughs> You're not going to get back to your village. Man, that is insane. I so, love so what would you do if <laughs> I have no busted. idea? Like now that you've told me these stories, if I come across a deer woman, I'll probably wet myself and start smoking. 
Yeah, I'll probably pray too. It's not. Oh yeah, so tobacco smoke and praying. So maybe I'll I'll light up really quick. I'll hit my knees, start praying, and whilst I'm praying, I will wet myself, probably soil myself as well. I don't know. We'll see. I I think that would probably work. It might work. I don't know. Um, it it might work. If it happens, I'll keep you posted. You know. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, I do have, so the next one that I have is, it's sort of a, it, it's definitely a creature. It's okay. sort of a monster. It's more humanoid. It's almost alien-like. Come on. More than Why do you do anything. this? And these I had heard of, but because of what they were, I decided to include them in this. Motherfucker. Um, All right. <laughs> And you, you may have heard about them before. I don't know if I've brought them up on the show before. Uh, they're, they're called the Moon-Eyed People. No. The mysterious Moon-Eyed People, ancient subterranean race in conflict with the Cherokee. Fuck. Fuck. I did piece together all this. Uh, hopefully the flow works with it. So, um the Cherokee recall a white-skinned race that lived on their lands before they arrived. This group of very unusual beings were also known as the Moon-Eyed People. Cherokee legends tell the Moon-Eyed People were of small stature and had pale skin, white skin, blonde hair, and blue eyes. They were called Moon-Eyed because they had very sensitive eyes and were unable to see in daylight. They could, however, see very well at night. Since these mysterious ancient people were blinded by the sun, they were forced to live in underground caverns. Yeah. The moon-eyed people were physically totally different from the Cherokee, and these were two different races, and, and when these two different races encountered each other, War broke out. All hell broke loose. Uh, the Moon-Eyed People were first mentioned in a nineteen or sorry, seventeen ninety-seven book by Benjamin Smith Barton. Later documentation tells of similar accounts, such as the eighteen twenty-three book, The Natural and Aboriginal History of Tennessee, which tells of a band of white people who were killed or driven out of Kentucky and western Tennessee. According to the Cherokee, the Moonite people lived in Appalachia until the Cherokee expelled them. Wow. The Moonite people are said to have built s- some ancient structures in the area. One of them is Fort Mountain in Georgia. It is an 850-foot-long zigzagging stone wall that is 12 feet thick and up to 7 feet high. Huh. The age of the wall has never been properly determined, but according to some sources, it was a built it was built around 400 to 500 A.D. Wow! Who really built Fort Mountain is still a mystery. Cherokee legends tell the ancient structure was raised either by the Moonite people or Madoc, a Welsh prince who came to America in 1170. But that's still not far enough back, right? Um. Former Tennessee governor John Sevier wrote that the Cherokee leader Aconstada told him in 1783 that local mounds had been built by white people who were pushed from the area by the ascendant Cherokee. 
according to Sevier, Anconstada confirmed that they were Welsh from across the ocean. But that wouldn't that wouldn't explain why they couldn't see during the day. Yeah. Uh, the identity of the Moonite people is unknown. Who were these mysterious, small, pale beings who lived underground? One theory suggests these people were of Welsh origin, being descendants of Maddox colonists. An ancient structure almost identical to the Fort Mountain can be found near DeSoto Falls, Alabama. It is possible it was built by the Welsh settlers after they left Fort Mountain. Interesting. There are two Cherokee legends that could shed some light on the ancient mystery. One legend reveals that the Cherokee defeated the Moon-Eyed people and drove them from their homeland during a full moon. Another version tells the Cherokee chased the Moon-Eyed people away from their home in Hiawassee, a village near what is now Murphy, North Carolina, west of Tennessee. Really? Uh, according to both Cherokee legends, the Moon-Eyed people went underground. That is all we know. The Moon-Eyed people and their fate remains an unsolved ancient mystery. Wow. That's pretty interesting stuff, bro. So what, I mean, there are underground creatures that lose their sight, but they, that doesn't mean they can see in the dark. Right. Um, could it be possible that these were inner earth beings? I don't want to even, I don't know. Could it be aliens? No, it's not. The way that the sun works in our atmosphere. It's not aliens. It was too bright for them. It's not aliens. Come on. God. Just don't want it to be aliens. You know what's funny? I am not the only one that is so goddamn afraid of aliens. I actually met somebody um, who is uh, like-minded as me. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people huh. out there that are terrified of aliens. So that's not a weird thing. Yeah. I just feel like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, when I was reading this, I kept thinking, well, two things. Yeah. Well, when I when I've looked at it in the past, two two things, it, these are pre-Nazi Nazis. Uh, the, you know, they're a blue hair, right, or blonde hair, right. blue-eyed, pale-skinned, yeah, yeah, race. Um, Pre-Nazi Nazis, I like that. Sure, but the other thing that that made me that I thought of more was like a golem-type creature. Maybe this race turned into a golem-like creature. I don't know why I kept thinking that when I was. I mean, you it. brought up. I mean, what was this two weeks ago? You brought up the cave people thing, and I showed you that picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Well, that wasn't necessarily a cave people thing. It was kept eating in their chickens. That's what it was. Yes, and, and maybe there was a cave on the property. But yeah, I don't remember. But. <sighs> I don't remember either. That would be in our Patreon extension. Yeah, that's right. So if right. people want to check out that story, they need to at least be a dollar member on our Patreon. Yeah, that picture still haunts my dreams, by the way. Like, it does. And I remember seeing that back in college, you know. Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate it. Why <laughs> don't we it. take a break here yeah and then i have a bunch of shorter ones that are interesting ones and and funny ones oh cool all right come on back welcome to paranormal warehouse paranormal warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers 
Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, peeps, welcome back. Round two, Ectoplasm Show. All right, Koopsik, now you promised some some more... I, I don't know how to explain this. Maybe less spooky, a little more funny um, type things. You know. I got a mixture of both. The next one is, the next is, one's gonna is make still you scary. It's still a scary idea. The way you get rid of them is oh. is is quite fun, funny. Okay. Uh, I couldn't help but laugh at it. <laughs> um, the, now, bear with me on this. Right. Some of these names are hard. So, the... Nunyunyui, which is Cherokee for dressed in stone, is a monster of Cherokee mythology. It is described as a human-like being with a skin as hard as stone, which no weapon can pierce. It carries a magical cane, which points out victims and has other magical powers. Despite its monstrousness, it is described as a powerful sorcerer or medicine man. It devours human beings, interacts with spirits, and can control people's minds. Holy shit. So pretty pretty spooky, right? Yeah. According to the myth, the nun Yui was led by its cane to a village. However, the village had been warned in advance by a hunter who had spotted the creature in the mountains. The medicine man warned the villagers that, though the monster would be difficult to kill with weapons, it could not bear the sight of menstruating women. Oh, hell. (laughs) So seven such women were assembled and placed in front of the village. After the monster had seen them all, it was weakened so much that it could not move. (laughs) The medicine man then burned the creature, and its remains contained a great jewel and lumps of red paint. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Menstruating women. I I hear their periods attract bears. (laughs) The bears could smell the menstruation. But yeah, that's fucking weird. I mean, this this story 
even though it's funny that yeah. it, it's got the same roots as several other traditions around the world, not necessarily in menstruation, but in blood right. protection. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the reason that the trend of red doors got started is because of smearing of animal blood on the doors in ancient times to... Yeah. It was lamb's Protect blood, though, right? Was the, it lamb's blood? I mean, it was several different animal okay. bloods, yes. Uh, lamb was probably the most used one. And that's why, you know, it's kind of... I mean, I don't know all of the history. I know that it comes from smearing of blood on the animals. And a lot of churches have red doors. And a lot of houses and neighborhoods have red doors. Most people don't even realize yeah, why, where that came from. They probably, it's yeah. just kind of a trendy thing. Right. Um, <laughs> but it looks good. But so you know, if this thing ever comes around, you just have to you know, if your wife's on her period, yeah, you can just stick her out on the porch. Yeah, I mean, just get out there. Come on now, <laughs> get on out there, man. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. God. So, have you ever heard of the Raven Mocker? No. I think this, I didn't take the notes down for that part, but I think it was used in a video game or a book series. Really? The name was, the name was. Raven I don't know, I, I haven't read it or played the game to know how accurate it is sure. to this. Raven Knocker. All right. Raven Mocker. Oh, Raven Mocker. Sorry. God damn it. And it has a, um, an in, uh, Native American name that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Don't do it. Um, it's an evil spirit. And the most feared of all Cherokee, or most feared of Cherokee witches. According to Cherokee mythology, it robs the sick and dying of their heart. Shit. Normally appearing as old, withered men and women, or turning completely invisible except to certain medicine men, they take to the air in a fiery shape. Yeah. With the sounds of a raven's cry and a strong wind as they hunt for their next victim. Wow. After tormenting and killing their victim by slitting the victim's head, they consume his heart, de doing so without leaving a mark on the victim's body. Oh. And add a year to their life for every year that the slain would have still lived. Wow. The sound of a raven mocker means that someone in the area will die soon. Dang, raven, man. Mock raven mockers are normally invisible when feeding, but those with strong medicines can not only spot them, but cause them to die within seven days. Jesus. Medicine men will sometimes stand guard over the dying to prevent raven mockers from stealing the heart of the afflicted. That's insane. So it sucks your heart out. Yeah. Sucks it right out of there. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I got another one later about some sucking. That's so about some sucking? Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh that one that one's coming up later. Nice. Nice. I'm excited about the sucking. Okay. Uh -huh. I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh okay. So the Akiyini is a skeleton spirit in Inuit folklore. Oh, wow. Okay. Men who spend much of their time dancing or playing drums in life 
may continue to do so in death as an Akiyini. I'm going to have to let my buddy Brad know about this real quick. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> to make music as Akiyini uses his arm bone as a drumstick to beat his scapula, <gasps> that is so... which acts as a drum or xylophone. So punk rock. I love it. All right. When he strikes the improvised instrument, the Akinyiki or Akinyini causes the ground to tremble and rivers to turn violent, wrecking ships and killing their passengers. Well, that's not nice. I just, when I read that one, I put that in there because it makes me think of the old cartoons where the ghosts were just yeah. skeleton bones. And they would play and like the like xylophone and stuff. And yeah. 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 Uh huh. Dude, yeah, that's hilarious. That's what I was thinking of, too. We're the same. We're um, the same. <laughs> the like, Inuit, or in, Inuit <laughs> mythology as well, the teriyaki soup. Teriyaki soup? Um, teriyaki soup. kind of pronounced that way. I like it. I think. I have no idea. Could be teriyaki soup. Um, also called shadow people. Oh, as a humanoid creature huh. associated with shadows, invisibility, and obscurity. It is said that for the most part, they are the same as any other human beings. They have houses, families, weapons, tools, and more. Where they deviate from normal people, however, is that they are not visible by looking straight at them. And looking directly at them, they either disappear into the separate world which they occupy, apart from our own, or they are only seen for the shadow they cast. They are only become visible if they are killed, and then they are said to appear as half-man, half-caribou creatures. Half-man, half-caribou. There's actually, so there are tons. Uh, every animal you can think of has a version of a half-human, half-that animal in Native American culture. Um Wow. There are several actually that have to do with half moon and half caribou caribou for the Inuit. Wow. But that sound that that sounds exactly like shadow people. Yeah, it does. That's interesting. And well, that's it's from... funny to me because now like in the paranormal field especially, you know, all these people have now for for years and like what is a shadow person? Is it a demon? Is it an alien? Is it just a ghost that can't manifest entirely? Is it this? Is it that? We have no idea. Well, Maybe this is potentially an, an answer or a potential answer to entertain. Well, I mean, and clearly somebody's started to research it, or they wouldn't have, right? Because this was a um, so where I pulled that particular one was just a Native American database of different folklore things. So sure. they threw that under because they list that as a possible name, but there's eight other possible names for wow. this creature as well. Um, so, yeah, somebody has tied that together already. Yeah. I'm just saying um, that the rest of the paranormal field hasn't hasn't figured this out yet. No, but, I mean, the, a lot of the theories are exactly... A lot of the ideas are the same about it living in another dimension, and it can only oh, be I seen see when you're, you're not looking directly right. at it. Right, yeah. The only different part is when it's killed, it becomes a creature that you can see. Yeah. The half man, half Have you ever heard of any stories of 
someone killing a shadow person? No, never. Never. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, I mean, we clearly got, that. We got a couple over here you want to come try. I mean, give it a shot. I it doesn't say here how they would be able to kill it. I guess if it's like the, the same you... as them, except for it's invisible, then it we would... should just start throwing spears at shadow people when we see them. I mean, yeah. You just... just don't look at them directly. Right. See them out of the corner of your eyes and just like start chucking spears in that direction. Yeah. And and maybe we'll get lucky. We could finally solve shadow people. I like it. I think it's smart. Or you'll just kill your buddy that's you might. around the corner investigating <laughs> as well. You might kill your friend. But it's all, it's all for the the greater good, right? It's all Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's science. <laughs> You you got about a, a 50-50 shot there being a murderer or I mean, solving yeah. shadow people. You know, Koopsik, I've Maybe. been wanting to talk to you for a little while about this. Uh, you might want to find a safe house or some place to lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> the next one's a fun one, too. Um, fun like how? Fun as in it would be... It's it's a different one. I All mean, right. I've heard of disembodied heads, but oh, this is a fuck. Um, <laughs> Man, you're really not helping me more out here tonight. Spect- Most of the disembodied head stories that are out there are spectral disembodied heads. They aren't a creature. Uh, that's a head, just a head floating around. I see. The flying head, also known as big head or the great head. Big head Todd and the monsters. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Is a cannibalistic spirit from <laughs> Iroquois and Wyandotte mythology. So they say a spirit, but this was it was more physical to them. Yeah. Uh, according to both Iroquois and Wyandotte mythology, flying heads are described as being ravenous spirits that are caused with an insatiable hunger. Or cursed with an insatiable hunger. The physical appearance of a flying head somewhat varies depending on the storyteller. However, it is generally described as resembling a human head with long dark hair, terrible eyes, terrible eyes, (laughs) and a very large mouth filled with razor sharp fangs. You won't be able to be getting any head from that. Goodness. In some version, the flying head has a pair of bat wings jutting from each side of its cheeks and bird-like talons. Other versions replace the bat wings with those of a bird. In all instances, they describe as being larger in size than that of the tallest man and possessing a hide that no weapon can penetrate. Interesting. Huh. Um, according to some folklore, the flying head drove the original inhabitants who lived in the area of the state of New York near the source of the Hudson River in the Adirondack Mountains away from their hunting grounds before the Europeans came. Wow. In the early 19th century, a Mohawk guide in the town of Lake Pleasant, New York, who called himself Captain Gill, oh, for fuck's claimed sake. it was Lake Sakanda, Sakandaga. Watch your mouth, buddy. Where the legend took place. (laughs) 
<laughs> the tribe had their village on a hill that is now located behind the Hamilton County buildings. The name of the previous inhabitants has been lost to history. And the Shit. legend of the flying head ensures that every neighboring tribe steered clear for many years. The flying head legend survives, but the name of the tribe who invented it is gone. Wow. The hill where the tr unknown tribe's village was located is considered cursed. Three different hotels were built on the sacred site. Seriously? And all three had a short lifespan and burnt to the ground mysteriously. Oh, dude, that kind of sucks. I mean, serves them right, Gill, but it sucks, yeah. Yeah. Captain Gill lived in a wigwam at the outlet of the lake, Lake Pleasant. He had a wife named Molly, and Molly and a daughter named Molly Jr. <laughs> what Molly the Jr. fuck? <laughs> Who does that? Who Captain Gill didn't no. claim fuck. as his own. So this is actually from that that. Um, story <laughs> is from Wikipedia, and they have all the sources. So Molly Jr. Yeah. is a real person. Okay, they have sources that this guy <sighs> wanted a son and so had a bad. girl and called her Junior anyways. Junior, unless was that a thing? Back I don't then? know. Did you call your daughter Junior. I never have. I, I mean, I've never heard of it. However, I mean, shit, anything's possible. Right, I have a precedent actually. In King of the Hill, yeah. Khan, the Loatian neighbor, yeah. Yeah, called course. his daughter Connie, but Connie Junior because his name was Khan. Cause no he way. So that, I mean that that proves it right there. It happens. So there it is. I mean, you heard it here first, guys. That's that's it. Huh? Interesting. Super interesting, buddy. Fuck. I like your stories. I have some more. Not we too have, many more. No, we have time. Yeah. time. yeah. Bakwas, or Bukwas, okay. is one of the supernatural spirits of the... Oh, wow. This one's... It's only got three letters, but it's three letters, like, repeated 20 times. Oh, shit. I'm not 20 times. I'm exaggerating. It could be Quack, 20. quack, 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 quack. Okay. Try or people okay. of coastal... I think it's quack, 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 quack. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> of the coastal British Columbia. He oh. is often called Wild Man of the Woods. Now, I picked this because I thought it was... This next part was more interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a Bigfoot-type creature, but I thought this next part of the description is the reason that I picked this story. He eats ghost food out of cockle shells what? and tries to offer this to living humans who are stranded in the woods in order to bring them over to the ghost world. Yeah. If the human were to eat this food, it would turn them into a being like the Bakwas. He lives in an invisible house in the forest and the spirits of the drowned congregate there in this, in some myths, he is described as the consort of some random jumble of letters yeah. and the father of her children. But wow. I thought the ghost food thing was interesting. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What? What is ghost food? <laughs> and why is it in cockle shells? Yeah. Ghost food. 
I mean, that could go back to other traditions too, where little people give you food, and you're supposed if you well, no, yeah, you're not like, supposed to eat that food. You're not or, supposed to eat it, right? Um, but then others leave them offerings, leave them food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm gonna have to look into ghost food more. Yeah. You try this shit out. We're gonna have to figure is this it, out. Is we it need like ghost a, food. We need ghost food. Ghost food. Does it become ghost poo? Oh man, I never even thought of it. Yeah, I bet it does. I mean, there's two versions of ghost poo. I actually did an episode <laughs> with uh, or a segment with the radio station here way back when when I was on it. He wanted to talk about ghost poop, and I actually found like paranormal poop. A, a few stories, and I remember one of them specifically. There's a there's a Hawaiian, uh, a Hawaiian ghost that actually leaves leaves ghost feces around trees. Oh, come on, man! I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but you know what I found mostly. If if you Google ghost poop, oh, what fuck. pops up? What pops up is stories of people sitting on the toilet. Pushing out a turd, yeah, and then getting up and it's those? not there. I hate that. The phantom shit. You know what I mean? I have it's like never you... had that happen. What? And I saw way too many examples. You've never was... had this happen. This disturbs me more than any story you just told tonight. Like you have never been it's rocking a deuce. Happened to you? Ugh. This happens all the time to me. This happens all the time. And here's what's funny about it. So you work, like you put in some effort into this. Okay, you know that you're. That you know. That something's coming out the backside of you, right? You clean yourself up. You you stand up, and as you flush, sometimes you see, you know, it's going down in the toilet. There's no turd to be seen. It's gone forever. It's gone. I I gotta pull our listeners. This is gonna be our next uh, Twitter poll. Yeah, that's fine. Um, ghost shit or ghost phantom poop. Phantom poop. But people should definitely call in with their ghost yeah. poop stories. Um, Eric Ensbrenner, I know this has happened to you, pal. <laughs> We're gonna want to hear from you and your stories. I, it, come on, come on. I know I'm not I, the I only swear, one. I swear, I, I had no idea it was a thing until really? I <laughs> really. No, I had never heard that. I mean, and wow. if it had never like happens happened, why would I think that, that was that's a, a thing? That that's a fair point. No. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Um, oh man, it happens all the time to me. It happens all the time. Now, do you think it's actually going down into the toilet and you don't know, or do you yeah, think, think the just... like the spirits at your house in the manor are, are taking sh- shuffling it off somewhere, and you'll eventually find it when you do some renovations and tear down a wall? It'll just be stuffed in there, just stuffed full of shit. Uh-huh. Like my god, man, this house smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this next one, I have an, I, I have just a couple more. Yeah. This next one is very short, but I thought, I thought it was very, um, I, I don't know. I like this one. Uh, the Chickasaw mythology panty huh? is a fabulous beast with exceptionally lovely teeth, which it will exchange for lost baby teeth. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to save the, the sucking one for last I'll come back to it. That was the next one. Um, so, okay. Aniwa is a giant man-eating skunk monster Fuck. of Ojibwa legend who killed people by breaking wind at them. 
causing them to become sickened and die. Yes, it's a fart monster. It's a dick move, bro. It's a Native American fart monster. Gonna add some insult to injury here, bud. <laughs> I bet Insprinter definitely has some stories about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, probably. <laughs> God. Uh, the Nalusa Falia, Falia, is a frightening creature of Choctaw mythology. Its name literally means long black being, and is thought or and. Thought, though it is sorry, and though it is usually described as a tall, spindly humanoid, Ooh. it is sometimes said to slither like a snake or melt into the form of a shadow. It lurks in the long shadows around dusk, frightening children from staying out too late, and occasionally bewitching innocuous hunters. Holy you shit. know exactly what I thought of when I read this one? What? Was Slender Man. Dude! Yeah, it's I just, almost exactly. It even talks about frightening children. Yeah, weird. It's a very nice, uh, nice thought though. Jesus Christ! Um, oh, water babies. Have you heard of water babies? Why have I heard of water babies? I have, but why? When? When? I have, when, but what? when? I'm just trying to remember. I just go. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing right now. I got nothing. It sounded like an old English lord <laughs> thinking about something. When? 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 Have I? <laughs> Shit. Uh, water babies are mysterious and dangerous water spirits from yeah. the folklore of California and other Western Native American tribes. Water babies are said to inhabit springs and sometimes yeah. ponds or streams. Water babies usually take the form of a beautiful human infant. Although some tribes in some tribes they have fish tails or appear to be reptilian beings that merely make cries resembling human babies. That's not scary. In many tribal traditions, the cry of a water baby is an omen of death. Yeah. And others responding to a water baby's cry by picking it up results in a catastrophe. Oh. If you were out hiking in the woods like you do. Right. Like I do all the time. Came across right? a little a little brook. Okay. And there Dabbling. with all the little trout swimming around just happens to be a baby with his head just peeking above water crying. Crying. What do you do you as a dad? Baby. As a dad, yeah. You go and you pick up that baby. Catastrophe. Catastrophe. Instantaneous catastrophe. I can only the reptilians imagine. Have you. Oh God. Yeah. My sweet virgin ass. All right. Are you going to talk about the 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 sucking? I got thing? two more. Oh, okay. Then we well, get to the sucking. Next one that has to do with head as well. <laughs> <laughs> the rolling heads. Oh yeah 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 okay. Rolling heads are man-eating monsters from the legends of the Midwestern and Plains tribes. The rolling head appears as an undead, disembodied head with long, tangled hair, which rolls along the ground in pursuit of humans to kill and devour. Well, that's not fun. (laughs) No, this is the flying head, except for he can't fly. He just bounces bounces around the ground. 
good dog. Jesus Christ. Got the tuba playing. Yeah, exactly. Rolling heads are created when victims of particularly violent murders rise from the dead to seek revenge. In most stories, this takes the form of an angry man who murders his unfaithful wife, although in some versions the victim is killed for witchcraft for violating a taboo. Sometimes the story is made gruesome by the addition of forced cannibalism. The homicidal Fuck. husband either feeds his dead wife's flesh to their children what the or fuck? else feeds his dead lover's flesh to her before killing her. There's a lot of cannibalism uh, <laughs> in the mythology yeah. of Native Americans. Have you ever seen the episode of South Park called Scott Tennerman Must Die? No, I mean, okay, I, it's not me. like I haven't seen South Park. Yeah. I ha- I can't remember the last time I watched an episode, but so, I don't remember that one. Okay, well, this one is amazing. Anybody listening right now, Scott Tennerman Must Die is the title of the South Park episode. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Just watch it. I have never been more disturbed <laughs> watching a South Park episode than I did at this one. Now continue, I'm sorry. Really? Oh my god. Weird. Dude, it's so weird. Like at first you're laughing and you're like, Oh, okay, okay. And you're like, Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. And then you're just left like gaping mouth. Okay? Just completely like, what the fuck? It's so weird. Anyway, go ahead. You you had so many things in there that were sexual innuendos. Don't you worry. And that it. last like four sentences you had gaping mouth. Oh Jesus, gaping mouths. Yes. Yeah. All of it stuck to the tape, buddy. All of it. <laughs> Every last one of it. Oh, um, okay, amazing. so it says, Sometimes said that rolling heads can only be killed by drowning. Oh. So you just got to kick them into the creek. Yeah, just give them a little boot. It'll be fine. Huh. Oh, um, so in some Ojibwe and Cree folklore, a drowned rolling head turned into the first sturgeon. What? But in other stories, rolling heads were defeated through magical power by causing them to fall off cliffs or into pits. Oh, shit. Oh, so they couldn't fly like their buddies. They wanted to. They wanted to, though. But they couldn't rolled off it. the cliff and just kept falling. Couldn't do it. Damn it. Just damn the luck. All right. So here's the last one I got. Let's do this. The Mosquito Man. Ooh, the Mosquito Man. Many tribes have legends about man-eating monsters that were turned into mosquitoes. Okay. Thus continuing to feed on people, but in a merely annoying way rather than deadly. (laughs) (laughs) But the Northwest Coast tribes have some particularly gruesome variants where the original monster, Mosquito Man, thrusts his proboscis into a person's head and sucks their brains out. Jesus, God. Often so surreptitiously that the people around him don't even notice their companion is dead. Hot. Um, So Here's a typical Haida version of such a legend in which a baby is being passed around at a party. 
Yeah. And Mosquito Man stealthily sucks his brains out before passing it to the next person Jesus. who's horrified to find the child's brainless or child brainless and dead. Yeah. So I promised you sucking, and there it was. <laughs> Brain sucking mosquito. Oh man my god! Best. I wonder if there. I, I want to see a battle between like ten mosquito men and ten Bigfoot. Yes. Just going at Just it in the woods. Just go. You there? Fight to the death. Yes. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, that's what I got for I like American it. creatures. There's so many out there, and I'd suggest people to look into these deeper. Uh, there's actually a couple. There's one that I didn't mention on here that I'm going to look into deeper. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Northern Rockies Little People. Oh. Sorry. Wow, the wind is getting crazy here. Dude, yeah, here too. I can hear it through my headphones. Yeah, it's weird. Um, like a storm. Yeah, so in. there's so much Native American folklore. Um, actually, the project I'm working on with Brandon has to do with a lot of Native American folklore, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard being. It's hard being. Is this gonna sound? Do it. <laughs> Just do it. It. It's okay. So it's not that hard being a white guy, but <laughs> it's hard to look into. Native American stuff and get access oh, yeah. being a white guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we do have some access that we are going to, that we're very happy to get. But it's it's hard to feel like you're going to accomplish anything. Cause, and, and, you know, I don't fault them for it, but they don't want to tell their stories to outside people. Yeah. Well, out of whatever, out of holding their own heritage in, um, or keeping it safe, so to speak, or they just just not sharing um, it with the people who literally took everything. Yeah, from them, right. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the uh, not. And there, to there share. are a lot of things. It's all. It's not all, but it's a lot of nature-based spirit and monsters and activity. Right. And I spend a lot of time in the outdoors, and that's the kind of stuff that I. No, I can't say that I'm terrified of it, but that's the kind of stuff that I'm like. That's what's going to get me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think about at times when I'm out by myself, miles from anyone. Yeah. Does it ever just consume you, and you ever just get wigged out? No, there's only one type time in my entire life that I could think about where I got wigged out about something. Yeah. Um, and do you want to hear that story? It has nothing to do with um, Native American stuff, and it actually has to do with the most innocuous, unlikely end of the world scenario there is. Oh yeah. But it was the first time where. I can't say that it's the first time I've ever been faced with my own mortality. It's the first time that I ever really, really sat down and talked, thought about the uh, vulnerability of the human race, including <laughs> myself. And it yeah. kept me up all night. Oh, shit. So um, I, I think I was 20 or 19. Yeah. And I went with my girlfriend at the time to see a movie 
called Reign of Fire. Okay. It's Christian Bale and somebody else. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe it's Keith or Sutherland. I'm not sure. I don't even remember. I didn't even enjoy the movie that much. It's about them digging too deep and awakening dragons, and they're taking over the world and killing people. Jesus. But I sat up all night that night thinking about how <laughs> vulnerable the world was and yeah. how we're not doing anything to really protect the world from end-of-the-world scenarios. No, we like, really don't, do we? I don't know if there's really... I, I know that there's you know, thousands of people and millions of dollars going into protecting us from asteroids, but what do we really have? I what mean, do we really have that we know about that could work? In comparison to an asteroid, diddly shit. Yeah. <laughs> I or don't think anything, if, really. Um, at this time, I don't think that I had started looking into the super volcano, but what do we have to oh, combat that? I've got, I've got you, buddy. That's all I have. That's all we'll, I have. We'll have to get the hell out of Dodge if that ever happens. Yeah. We'll be buried six feet of ash here. Yeah, that's pretty, um, bad. It's pretty bad. But of all the different end-of-the-world scenarios out there, especially the natural ones, right? we have no defense against any of that. No. And that night I sat up like, Holy fuck, I'm going to die and I have no control over <laughs> and it. And now we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there. I actually sat outside after my girlfriend fell asleep and just drank and stared at the sky for like I was going to ask you if, if you were if you were drunk or if you were stoned I or like any no, of that. And I wasn't drunk, but I was just I was just sitting there all night like the, here it comes. It's yeah. just going to come. It's going to come right now. Oh god. That is so fucked up, though. But it came from like this. Uh, I can't say it's a terrible movie. It wasn't a terrible movie, Could but it came from movie. the most unlikely thing. Because do I think the dragons could come out and take over the world? No. no. But we don't even have a real defense against that if that were to happen. If we but had yeah, dragons, maybe we, had, we maybe we could um, no. you know, take them down with our technology, but. Probably know, a lot man. of people are going to get fried first. Yeah. You ever seen Harry Potter? There's some mean motherfuckers. You know? Come on. Yeah. Mean dragons. Harry I like Potter. how your mind went to Harry Potter rather than Game of Thrones. I have yet to see Game of Thrones. Actually, I take that back. I've watched two episodes. I enjoyed the shit out of them. I really did. But I've seen two episodes and that's it. So I can't really make a full-on decision. On whether or not I like Game of Thrones or not. Well, and the dragons don't really come till later in that, like, where they're really powerful. And, of course, they don't have, like, fighter jets to fight them and shit. So Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, so that was my uh, mortality of the world night. I enjoyed the hell out down of it. on me. <laughs> I love it. All right, peeps. Well, uh, 913-730-7255. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Um, let us know if you've had a phantom poop. Oh, we we want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Absolutely. We want to know. Do not send photos no, of that. No, no. We don't need to see no. pictures. We just want to know if it's I happened to you. I not want a text of that. No, that's a bad idea. Bad idea. But anyway, I hope you guys are doing great. Well, um, we got we to... Gotta, we gotta, Oh we yeah, gotta do a couple of gotta, things here before the end. Housekeeping. 
uh, why don't we talk about how people can go to our Patreon and become a meat mate, meat and you mate. can get on Patreon extension videos mm. of these episodes. You're not going to get the full episode because you don't need it. I mean, I put some of them <laughs> out there, but need it. it'll just be a clip of the extra fifteen to thirty minutes. <laughs> And it'll never get old we've done two of them and i i want to yeah. do another one after this episode in fact and i'm gonna tell something about i'm gonna talk about something yes it's about coronavirus but it's actually about something that somebody in my family has verified that has to do with our uh food supply and oh, how it's shit. going to basically not disappear but be very limited so i'm going to talk about that cool. in our um our extension this time so if you go and sign up just That's for so a dollar on patreon you can you can check out those extension videos on the patreon app you can just watch you don't even have to watch you can just turn it on and listen um because who wants to look at us anyways true but. we are the meat of the people <laughs> Go to our website. You can get all the links to all of that stuff and find it. I love it. I love it. Also, rate Cruiser, and review us on iTunes. <laughs> rate and review we us always on like iTunes. that when that happens. Yeah, that's right. We do. We enjoy that. And cruise over to Podbelly. I know we've uh, talked about them already. But, yeah, cruise over to podbelly.com. Let them know that we sent you. And check out everything they have to offer over there. They are our... They are our... Jesus Christ. I can't even fucking talk. They are uh, our network, our podcast network that we are on. My God. I can't speak. Can't talk. Got mush mouth, my friend. Did I lose you? Fuck. No, I'm (laughs) here. Stupid fucking internet. All right. All right, peeps. Well, we are going to let you go. I hope everybody's doing well. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.